I know that you could be scared of mice. Yes, they very can be kind of scary. So I got a story to tell you because A, you're scared of mice. B, my wedding's coming up. So we were camping last weekend in Revelstoke and we got an early wedding present. So I'll, I'll set it up like this. Sunday, I look at the dash of the car and I see something that looks like a couple of little mice turds. I'm thinking, oh no, mother, there's no, not a mouse in the car. Come on, man. No way. But you know, we packed up and didn't see anything. So kept driving. Monday rolls around. I get, I have three missed calls from Hannah. I call her back. She calls me and tells me that as she was driving down Highway 99, a mouse crawled up her leg while she was driving in the car. No. This mouse, man, he went on a road trip, dude. He came with us all the way from Revelstoke. And he was trying to score with your girl. I know, man. That's that's crazy. That's creepy. Like, think about it. People get scared of, of bees. Well, I get scared of bees being in the car with me. If there was a, if there was a mouse in the car with me, I'm sorry to anyone that's around me on the road. You're supposed to be a, you're supposed to be driving safe all the time. No, something would happen. I, I'd scream, and I'd drive off the road. Now here's what you do. This is what I was. I, I thought because I thought of you when this happened. I was like, okay, if this happened to Kyle, yeah, you're screaming. You might somebody's dead. You might poop your pants a bit. Yeah, there's a possibility. But regardless, you're parking that car in the middle of the highway and you're walking away. Like you're just not yes. going back to your car. You're like, peace out, Civic. <laughs> Silky and filthy, where we talk a lot of hockey and a whole lot of bullshit. Gives it away, Horvath centers, Patterson scores! Politely, why would I be polite with you? Are you kidding me? Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Never look yourself in the mirror, huh? You're always good, you never make the mistakes. Yeah, you know, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're a good team. They play hard. Obviously, they're a good team. They have a lot of good players. You're about to listen to some puck talking bullshit. Welcome to another episode of Silky and Filthy with your host, Trevor Beggs. Welcome, all you silky studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs, he's Kyle Bowen, and this is the last episode before I become a married man, Kyle. You're you're about to be a married man. I'm proud. Yo, cheers, man. Cheers. We got the beers. Cheers. Two different beers at that. Two different beers. Shout out to uh Cronenberg and shout out to Granville. Granville Island. We need some there like nice like uh, music in the background here, some nice interpreting music. Okay. I don't know what's your like beer critique music. Yeah, so this this Granville Island raspberry ale, you know, I've been made fun of because people might say it's a bit girly. Yeah, what does that even mean? Doesn't mean anything. These macho men, they like the ales, they like the lagers. I don't know shit about beer. But this raspberry ale from Granville Island, it's a beauty. What you gotta try, man, if you're ever in Alberta, they have the Wild Rose Wasberry beer. Wasberry? Yeah, it's like W-R- Oh, cool. What's what's the mix? It's it's just like a raspberry beer, but the raspberry is just on point. It's like oh. a perfect level of raspberry. Not too little, not too much. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to the Calgary Stampede this summer, Calgary, Alberta, grab yourself at least a 12-pack of Wild Rose Wasberry beer. A 12 I'll see you pack, there. A 12-pack. Speaking of being on point, the wedding. The wedding is coming up. You're about to be a married man. How nervous are you? Are you going to be on point at this time next week? Of course, man. Of course, I'm going to be uh, on point. Well, you know what? It's funny because we you met. You don't look that confident right now, man. Do I not look confident? You look a little nervous. Oh, wow. Yo, Trevor's sweating right now. Um, no, it's because Trev- it's like 35 degrees in the studio, man. Trevor's called me Jesus. four times every day for the past two months. And I know it's because he's stressing about the wedding. Is the fiance going to show up? We'll wait and wow. see. Wow, that's a bombshell right there. I know. We're just, we just talking about movie-like scenarios when it comes to your wedding. Now, this guy Trevor called me today and asked if I could do him a favor. And it was about picking up the flowers for the wedding while I make that drive up to Big Revelstoke. Deal. This is a huge deal. Big deal. And a lot of oh, things yeah. came into my mind. Like this, this is a perfect movie scenario. You know, my job is to bring the flowers, a big, a pretty big part to the wedding, right? The flowers, all the flowers. Yeah, I'm the guessing la- these the are going on the table. Oh yeah. These are going on your table. These are going, uh, I guess we got the bouquet that, 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 that your fiance or wife at the time, well, she's going to be your wife is going to throw. Oh man, the flowers. The flowers are are my responsibility, and I'll do everything in my power to make sure they get to your wedding. Now, I thought of a lot of scenarios. Let's say I get pulled over by some random cop who isn't a cop, and he pulled me over because he saw the flowers, and he just wanted to make sure that 
that they wouldn't get you a wedding because you want to steal the flowers. What if there's a, what if there's a flower stealer on the road? The flower bandit. The flower, flower bandit, bandit of the Coquihalla. Wow, that sounds like a horror movie. And a half there you right go. There. But I'll do whatever it takes, even if I just get there right before you say I do. I'll make sure the flowers get there. I just, I just see this happening. I see this happening. It's gonna, it's gonna be a. It's going to be a journey getting those flowers to you. I want it to be a movie-like scenario. I want to show up last minute with the flowers in my hand. You know how many women would be impressed if I did that? They would call me Flower Man Bowen. Flower Man Bowen. Flower Man Bowen with the flower power. Kyle is getting late. All right. Who knows, man? Who knows? If I bring the flowers, woo. (laughs) Think about this, man. So say, uh, say we're doing a bouquet toss. And you have Jim Benning, Francesco Aquilini, Travis Green, and Jim Weisbrod. Who catches the bouquet? I don't know. That's a great question. Did you mention Travis Green? I did. It's him. You think so? Yes. I think I think it's Jim Weisbrod. I think all three of them kind of battle for it and fight for it. And Jim Weisbrod's just that sneaky fuck hiding in the background. You know, he just he just catches it with one hand. He's like looking on his phone with the other hand, you know? Oh, just man. stealthy. We're like, who is Jim Weisbrod? Like, there was that crazy Twitter feed from, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name now, but crazy in-depth uh, uh little twitter thread on on jim weisbro the guy is he's just, he's a myth and a legend man didn't he work with the orlando magic too? he worked with the orlando magic people were really pissed about how he handled uh, the tracy mcgrady situation there uh, wow he was involved in that yo do you want to tell people who this guy is and how he how he's involved with vancouver yeah i mean i don't have the notes in front of me off the top of my head but yeah jim weisbro basically was a harvard graduate um played some minor league hockey as well but, you know, ended up getting into the NBA with the Orlando Magic. I believe he was somehow working with Lou Lamorello at one point, too. Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to tell me that that our assistant general manager used to work for the Orlando Magic? And, and that doesn't hold any weight at all. To me, it doesn't. I don't care if you're, if you're multi-talented in the world of managing sports teams, professional sports teams, for that matter. If one of them is Orlando, I don't care. And if the other is Vancouver, yo, is this guy a good executive? What does this guy do? That's a it's a great question, man. I feel like he has a lot of connections in high places. Like he's he's really connected to like the DeVos family in the States, who's a very, very rich, very powerful family. So he's he's got these weird, crazy connections. But yeah, in Orlando, he was he had to I think he resigned his GM after uh I think he cited a return to the National Hockey League as his reason for going back to the NHL, but like he what, wasn't he, he wasn't well liked in Orlando when he left. Oh, so what? He left Orlando and came straight to Vancouver? Is that what? No, happened? no, no. He went to Dallas as a scout in 2005. Wow. And then, of course, he went to the Boston Bruins. Oh, one of those guys. Yeah. He so. was in. He was in the board meeting when they made that second trade. Eh? He's probably there. I would think so, man. Actually, you know what? When, when was Sagan traded? It was 2012, right? 2012. Okay, yeah. so he was gone by then because he joined the Calgary Flames as an assistant GM in 2011 and then joined the Canucks in 2014. But that's another reason not to trust this guy, man. Like, he worked for, like, two of the Canucks' like biggest rivals. Dude, like, he worked I think for Boston and Calgary are your least favorite teams in the league. He worked for Orlando, the Orlando Magic. Nobody knows three players on that team. And then he worked for Dallas in, what, the mid-2000s? So, so 2005 as a scout? Yeah. Dallas had its worst years. You know, pretty much after 2005, am I right? Not not its worst years, but it kind of like they were kind of inconsistent for the first time in a long time, starting yeah, in 2005. Was- and then he went to Calgary, and then we picked him up. Yo, bad executives, they find a way to keep themselves in the National Hockey League. This is why they call it the Old Man Club. All right, the Old Man Club. People were pissed. Okay, we got we got to move on quick from this subject, but it, it kind of goes back to to Ken Holland. We don't got a lot of time to talk about this. But people were irate after that hire because it felt it felt very similar to a Shirelli hire, and, and this whole notion that the NHL continues to uh, to lack to lack something different when it comes to executives in the league. And uh, I don't know for Edmonton's sake, it's been a while since good things have happened. We're gonna move on from your Oilers talk because it's gonna get it's gonna go it's gonna go really down downhill if you start doing this. We're here to talk about the Canucks today, okay? city of vancouver we're here to talk about trevor's wedding to beautiful times yeah we're also going to do a little feature that i like to call 90 second reviews we're going to roll it out this that's week the that's 90 the name 90 second review. second reviews super creative think of something else man oh what, what do you what would you want to call it hmm crazy oh i Canucks. got one no no i don't know what do you got the right angle the right angle okay you get it okay there you go 
Well, it better be right, man. We better be right on these predictions. So what we're going to hey. do is in this episode, we're going to roll out 90-second reviews, and we're going to go defense first, man. Let's go defense first. With the Canucks? With the Canucks, man, yeah. And oh, I wow. think I got about 9, 10 guys I want to do on here. Um, you want to do it now or you want to get into it later? What do you think, man? You know what? I want to get into it later. I kind of want to start this episode off with a little bit more more wedding talk we talked about me being the flower man the flower savior aka the fucking superhero of this whole wedding it's up to me it's up to me i can make this wedding into a beautiful thing i just gotta show up now it's a big responsibility man. it is a huge responsibility but i trust you a lot you know we've been in this podcast together for a few months you know my first university friend hey so i got a lot of trust in you bro when you called me and told me to do that for you it was my honor now i know i have a role in this wedding um when you send the invites out well not the invites out when you thank everyone in front of everyone can you just can you just tell people that that i drove the flowers up in my honda civic six hours to make sure this wedding would be beautiful now speaking of this wedding speaking of your fiance you, you, you do seem a little nervous you do seem a little nervous so let's just talk about the good times the first date with your fiance and future wife what was it Oh man, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. So I was 17 at the time. Woo! Yeah, and uh, you know, long story short, is I took her to a Canadian classic, well, a BC classic, White Spot, man. Oh, White great. Spot dinner. Great. You know, we were fooling around after the White Spot dinner. Oh man, man. yo, if you're not from BC, you don't know about White Spot and hang out. It's a great thing. Yeah. Right. You get the legendary combo, and then you have a legendary night. Yeah, dude, it's it's a legendary place to go. It is White Spot the the best burgers in town maybe i don't know they're kind of good man they're quality i like it i like it so you took white spot you took you took your fiance to white spot were you nervous and how'd you do it did you do it through text oh man it's it's i don't know i don't know if she's gonna like me telling this but in this case she doesn't listen to this podcast anyways so um basically we, we all went out in a big group one night we went bowling and you know we were having some drinks and whatnot and and you know sometimes my girl she lets get a little rowdy when she drinks so fair enough all of me us and my me and my buddy were like scraping change together to pay for bowling we didn't think we had enough so hannah was nice enough to go up and pay yeah and uh we scraped together the money and we're like okay hannah we can pay you back no problem but she was like i guess really deep in the drinks at this point She's, she's like, like no, it. no, you guys are broke. You can't, you can't pay me back. Fuck you guys. Wow. And she was just like, I don't she know. She's just standing up for the team. She <laughs> yeah. took it for the team. And that's when he knew. I think, I think she wanted to pay because she wanted to rub it in. But hey, man, it all, it all worked for a reason. So she paid and then right away you're like, I gotta, I gotta pay you back and take you to White Spot. Oh well, yeah. When she sobered up the next day, I, I, I fucking called her and I just said, yeah, we gotta, I gotta, I gotta take you. Okay. You hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Trevor begs. I'm clapping right now. He called her. You hear that, man? He called her. I think that's why you got the date, because you called her. And not because you texted her. This is this is this is lovely. First date. White spot. How Trevor did it. He called her. You're a true man. I'm proud of you, man. I'm fucking proud of you. Hey man, I don't got many skills in the world, but I know how to treat a lady. Now, Sometimes. Hey. And you're only allowed to treat one from now on. Exactly. Yes, straight up, Trevor Beggs. I'm happy for you. The wedding's going to be a good time. We'll carry on some wedding talk throughout this episode. It's going to come up, obviously, because this is puck talk and bullshit. This is silky and filthy. It is what it is. But let's jump into that conversation about those Canuck defensemen. Is this going to be boring? Are, are our listeners going to want to listen to this? We're going to talk about the Canucks defensemen. We're going to run each one for, what, 60 seconds or 90 seconds? We're, we're it's called the right seconds, angle. Man. Okay, man. So why don't, why don't you start it? How, how exactly are we going to do this? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna list off a Canucks defenseman, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about it for 90 seconds, kind of a review of the season, and maybe one question you have about this player moving forward. Like, what do you see his role being on the team? Okay, go. Let's okay, go. Man. Let's well, do it. Right let angle. Me, let me get the timer out. Get the drum roll going. Okay, and we're off with Alex Biega, the Bulldog man. What, what do you think, man? Do you, I was pretty high on Biega towards the end of the season. I really liked his play at one point. Man. I think he could slot into a third pairing and not be a 7-8 guy. I think he's he's good enough. I don't think that's ideal for the Canucks. I think they should be shooting for something higher than yes. that. But, you know, I thought Biega had his best season in the NHL. And what is that really saying? Now, Biega, he's a tryhard. He is a tryhard. I like that. He competes. We're talking about something sub- subjective. Like, 
like talking about NHL defensemen and what they do in game. Trying hard is one thing, being good is another. Okay, we're talking about professional sports. Diego, I don't want to spend much time on this, but I could care less. I again, he tries hard, and I and I salute him. But but we got we got bigger fish to fry. Okay, we need some we we need some different juice even in the bottom of our defensive unit. So Diego, for me, if I have a word to uh, to use right here, I would say, hmm, okay. You know what, as we got 20 seconds left here, I'm never gonna forget that game of NHL we played where you put Biega on your top pairing, guy had 25 minutes, two goals, and you ended up pulling a uh, coming from behind victory with that game-winning goal by Alex Biega. Like I said, Crush try, my spirits. Hard. try hard, he's a try hard. Yeah, you did your best there, man. But uh, we'll see, I think, uh, would you rather have Biega or Shen? I think that's the last question I'll ask you. As we hey, that's a here. great question, Canuck fans, Biega or Shen, because I think if we are looking towards a brighter future, it's best to only have one of these guys as your seventh defenseman, you know? Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair well, enough. That's all we got for Alex Biega. How about we move on to the other guy there, Luke Shen? It doesn't matter. What are we doing here? I, 90 seconds of Luke Shen, you do this. Oh, man. I, I honestly, I'm not as much on the Luke Shen bagwagon as everyone else. Like, he had an okay, I think it was a pretty mediocre 18 games. Look, he was tough. He was throwing the body around. He was Uncle Luke to Quinn Hughes. But Luke Shen is just not meant for today's NHL. You know, he did his best. He, he put up, I think he gave a full effort i think he gave 100 percent, but 100 yeah. just isn't good enough for him to be an NHL defenseman and if you're looking at that seventh d spot you know you probably want a right shooting guy it's biega or shen and i would choose biega every day of the week or wow shen. wow again this is so subjective when we're talking about athletes and their roles in the league on the team aka the vancouver canucks luke shen whatever seventh defenseman or your or your fourth defenseman in the ahl he gets called up because he has games under his belt he's tough he can do I guess a lot of people in the city were, were satisfied because Branson just got traded and then we had Luke Shen just, just play, you know, number six, number seven type of minutes. And, and he did well. But it was all at the end of the year. Remember when the Arizona Coyotes had a good end to last season and everyone was scared of them? That shit don't matter. Luke Shen, I'm sorry. If I got a little phrase or a word, don't matter. Don't matter. I think that's a good way to describe Luke Shen. I mean, his brother Braden Shen ripping it up in the playoffs right now. I think Luke Shen will land with an NHL team based on what he did. With and I hope he does. And I hope he does. Yeah, it's it's not going to be with the Canucks. I hope it's not with the Canucks because yeah. I think that's a waste of a contract. Yes. In my opinion, we're going to move up the ladder here as our 90 seconds are up with Luke Shen to Alex Edler. What a season for Edler, man. I mean, what his season. numbers were kind of. I feel like they're a bit deceiving, but still, he hit 10 goals for the first time since 2011-2012 when he was named an All Star in that year and he only played 56 games this year like he was on pace to shatter his career highs in, in goals and points he was also playing like what 48 minutes a night but <laughs> you know it's a respectable season for alex edler here's the thing with edler i respect edler he's been around for a while i've i've criticized edler many times on, on numerous mediums of content but like i said he's been around for a long time he's paid his dues he battles when he's in the lineup Alex Edler, this is another one for me where I don't really care. I'm, I'm ready for new faces back there. And I know we kind of have to sign him because we did not trade Alex Edler when we had the chance. So we better sign this dude. I'm telling you, we better sign this dude. If we do not sign Alex Edler, Jim Benning and that whole staff, fat L. Fat L. They're, they're signing him 100%. I don't see any scenario where How the can you don't say sign that? What, what, because what's the, happening? The guy wants to be in Vancouver. They played him like a number one defenseman all year long. He's, he's staying in Vancouver. I don't see any situation where he walks. I think the question is, look, we all know that Edler probably shouldn't get more than a two-year deal based on his age, based on his injury history. But what do you think is going to happen with Edler? What are the Canucks going to do? I think three years is the max. But with Jim Benning and his talents behind a contract, we're looking at four or five. And, and remember, we may be tired of Alex Edler, but a lot of teams would love to have Alex Edler on their team. They would. So my question is, is if, he, if we didn't trade him and he was so set on staying in Vancouver, why haven't we signed this guy yet? Is it going to happen? We may lose this dude. I don't think enough people are talking about it. Who cares if he wants to stay in Vancouver? Where's the contract, Jimbo? He did not trade this dude. We better, better sign Alex Edler. Am I the biggest fan of Alex Edler and his role in the Canucks and, and how I look, how, how I look at the future and where Vancouver should be? No, not really. But we have to sign him because we did not trade Alex Edler. Asset management. 
Wow, man. Well, you know what? You did go uh, way over the two minutes there, but I think that was a, that was a good little rant on Alex Edler. He's a very important part to this team. Yo, 90 seconds is a minute and a half. Do your math, bro. This what, wedding's got this guy shook. What'd I'm telling you, man. This wedding what'd has got, got Trevor shook. What'd Can't I even say? do math right. You said two minutes. It's a minute and a half. Yeah, I said you went way over two minutes. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. I, thought you said, I thought you said you went over the two minutes. Uh, no, man. No, you, Alex you, Edler gets me riled up. Jimbo, managing assets. Gets me riled up too, okay? Fair enough, man. Well, I'm going to move on to Guy. And this one might be tough to cover 90 seconds, but we're going to try with Guillaume Brisba. You do it, man. I don't rest, talk rest, about Rest this in guy. peace, Bosford. I know. It's, uh, I'm going to miss Botcher saying Brisba yeah, fair on enough. the podcast. Rest in peace. Yeah, I know it's... It's crazy that they they pumped like Canucks management pumped this guy's tires for so long. In his NHL games, I thought he was timid. I thought he looked scared with the puck. Um, I feel like I'm hating a lot of the Canucks defensemen right now. I mean, Luke Shen, Guillaume Breezebah, but you know these guys. I just don't think they're NHL defensemen. And maybe Breezebah gets there. You know, he's only 21 years old, but I, I, I don't know, man. I just I don't think there's a lot there with Breezebah. Breezebah? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even I don't even know what number this guy wears. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. There you go. So we're talking about Guillaume Breezebah. Who is he? If I have a phrase or a word to use for, for Guillaume Brisbois and his role in the Canucks, it's just it's just Benning's hope, I guess. I don't know. Who cares? He's uh he's the Eddie Lack. There we Who go. Who cares? He's he's what well, he's what Eddie Lack turned into, man. Is this what we're really doing on this episode? I'm just being so pessimistic. I'm not really trying to do this, but looking back at our defenseman and, and how the league is shaping up and what I'm seeing in the playoffs, I really don't care about most of the guys we have back there. We need new faces. Oh, the defense is a major weakness on this team, man. And I think the fact that they're hyping prospects like Guillaume Brisbane yeah. means our defense is pretty bad. Okay, let me ask you something. We've we've seen the evolution of the game. The game's a lot faster. We're looking at lines in, in your lineup with the forwards being fast. The, the best ones being fast and being aggressive. What is... What is the ideal number three or four defenseman or, or the ideal five or six defenseman now in the NHL? Ideal is in what? With the type of player? Type of player, yeah. What are we looking for? And how many minutes too? Break it down for me. I think ideally, you probably want a more even split. I think that's the way the NHL is going in general. If you can roll four lines, you're golden. I think that's something that, you know, Columbus did really well in these playoffs until, until they got knocked out. Um, Columbus four, doing very well. Second round, chill. Yeah, you know, but they have their four lines are rolling. But I think the same thing has to apply to your defense. You know, I think one team that we talked about was the Colorado Avalanche, and you know, I think the third pair of like Cole and Nemeth doesn't blow your socks off. But Cole's been pr he was pretty good in the playoffs. You know, Patrick Nemeth too. You know, big body from Dallas. I think you need a mix of physicality and just good defense on your on your bottom pairing. And obviously, you need guys that can pass the puck in today's game like that. That holds uh, merit above everything else. So um, we kind of went way over in Guillaume Brisbois, but we kind of got yeah. to go talk about the rest of the NHL. But you know and, what? And we just lost a whole bunch of listeners because, like, they're like, "What are you guys talking about? Are you guys talking about the Utica Comets or the Vancouver Canucks?" We started off this this defenseman review of the Vancouver Canucks with three of the four being Luke Shen, Alex Biega, and Guillaume Brisbois. Hey, what are you gonna? What are you gonna that, do, that man? That just says it right there, right? This, this is the Canucks defense. What are you and gonna there do? There you go. And what there you, you go. Do? Move on. Hey, man, we made it through Guillaume Brisbois, man. That's that was that's worth the cheers right I'm there, man. Two beers deep, man. Damn, man, you're, you're, you're gonna get me pissed you're off. Get a little spicy, man. All right, well, I'm not going to get you pissed off with this one, but you might jizz your pants over Whoa. Quinn, Mother yeah. Hughes. Quinn Hughes, baby. Thank you. Just thank you for being you. Thank you for waking up every morning uh, since you were, what, two or three years old? And you're just doing, you're just doing lines. You're circling around the net, too. You're doing the whole lap. You're skating, it. You're skating in what? The North Pole. You're finding ice there. You're doing whatever it takes to be the best skater. Shout out to Quinn Hughes. I fuck with Quinn Hughes. Shout out to Trevor Beggs too. Last year around this time, well, a bit earlier, I guess like 14 or 16 months ago, Trevor Beggs, he was high on Quinn Hughes. What's your take on this guy? Oh, he's an unbelievable player. And I don't, don't give me too much credit for Quinn Hughes. I think I wasn't the only guy who was high on him. I never thought he'd fall to the Canucks at seven. Thankfully, he did because he's an absolute stud. Like one guy who I was watching in the playoffs, Kale McCarr, had me really excited about Quinn Hughes. Now, Kale McCarr was playing with Sam Girard. And the two of them were a great pairing. Yeah, they're, they're smaller guys, but they move the puck so well, man. They made so many chances in that zone. I thought they were electric when uh, they were on the ice with Rantanen and McKinnon and Landeskog. I look at Quinn Hughes, and I just want him to play with an other ultra Luke amazing Shen. puck moving defenseman. Nah, get Luke. I'm, su I'm surprised Luke you don't want him to here. play with Alex Biega. 
Nah, man, no. Nah. I, I would love if he played with Eric Carlson. I think that's the dream. I've said it before. Yeah, it's not is... going to happen. But you know what? If they can chase a guy even like P.K. Subban, I think rumors are rumors. Maybe he's probably not going to leave Nashville. But, you know, if Jim Benning liked him once before, why wouldn't you chase him again? We'll talk about P.K. Subban and some other defensemen later. For sure. We'll, we'll get through the reviews. and We'll, we'll circle back to Subban because I think okay. that's an interesting argument there. Maybe cool, we can cool. end on that. Uh, I'm going to go back to Ben Hudden. Do you have any opinions on this guy? Look, this, I was actually surprised looking at his numbers. This guy played 22 and a half minutes per game on average. I think that's way too high for Ben Hudden. For me, ideally, the Canucks defense looks like this next year. If you're being realistic. You know, Hughes maybe isn't ready for the top pairing minutes, but if you could... He's oh, got to be. He's got to be yeah, ready. Yeah, it's not really a choice, right? They're going to run Alex Edler into the ground otherwise. But if you could somehow, again, the Carlson dream, probably not going to happen. But if you had Hughes Carlson on your first pairing... Eller and Stetcher, I think, would be a great second pairing. And Hudden Tanev, I think, is a fine third pairing. I don't I think that's a good defense, but you really need a top pairing, right top defenseman, and these guys don't grow on trees. They don't grow on trees. Ben Hutton, if you don't know, this guy was in the doghouse last year. He trained with Claude Giroux in the offseason last summer. I don't know what they were doing, but it, it did work. Ben Hutton ben last Hunter year looked like an eighth defenseman. Now he's kind of looking like a five-six, maybe a four. Uh, but for me still for me still i really don't care about ben hunt anymore I, I i wish him the best seems like a dope dope dude but when i when i look at this defense core we just need more so i'm not trying to fall in love with someone like a ben hunt yeah fair enough and i think one thing we have to mention too is that he's in a contract here rfa He's probably getting a raise on 2.8 million, which I think is going to be an overpayment. So wow. maybe he's a player you move on from this offseason. I don't think he's someone you have to hold on to. Canucks don't have many trade assets. Yes. Maybe Hudden's one of them. They don't have many trade assets at all. Assets at all. If we're talking about their assets. Oh, did I say many? I should have said any. Any. <laughs> they they have to keep all the draft picks because they did not add any to, they didn't really add any to, uh, to the bunch that they're given. And now our assets are Ben Hutton and Jake Vertanen. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Jim Benning for that one. There you go. Well, one guy who we won't talk about too much because he's now gone from the Canucks is Derek Pouliot. You know, like, he always had the promise. I know I was texting one of my buddies today who is still, uh, still a pretty big fan of Derek Pouliot, which what? I don't know, man. Who's your buddy? You know, security guard Aaron. Security guard Aaron oh, was here, man. man. Security guard Aaron is never allowed. Now, security guard Aaron w was here last week, and he was, he, he's been here a couple times for, for these recordings. Since I just found out that, I know this guy is a dude who watches four games a year, okay? In fairness, I think, like like many people, he got sucked into Derek Pouliot's potential. He wanted to believe he's a good player, but the bottom line is Derek Pouliot made way too many mistakes playing in the NHL. Yeah, he's, uh, and he got worse. He got worse this season than he was last season. He just doesn't have the... He's not a dog. He's not a dog. He's scared of everything. He's kind of like my dog. I'll ask you this as we wrap up on the final seconds here. Do you think Derek Pouliot finds another job in the NHL? No, uh, he will because he I don't know skate. if he will. I think he's going to Europe. I don't see hey, I don't okay. know if a team's if he can't make the Canucks crappy defense, who's going to take a shot on Derek Pouliot? In the NHL, I don't know. Go have fun in Europe, make good money, play the game you love. It's all good, but I think your time in the NHL is done too. It all is. Right. All right, man, we got three guys to get through. And again, this is like pretty much uh, Game Breezewatch twin in Ashton Sautner. Oh my God, we're running this guy in this review? Who cares? Nice name though, man. Nice name. Great name, and he's worked hard in the AHL. He, he's kind of a calm dude when he has the puck on his stick and, and the way he plays. But I don't see anything special at the moment. That's all I got, man. Who cares? Yeah, I remember chatting with Ben Burnell uh, earlier in the season on Silky and Filthy. Shout here. out, Ben. Yeah, shout out to Ben Burnell. Great guy. Doing some great work down for the Utica Observer Dispatch. And when I asked him who was Utica's best defense, well, I'm expecting him to say Ewell Levy or something like that, right? He mentioned Ashton Sautner. You know, there's a lot of injuries in Utica this year, and Ashton Sautner was their rock. He was their number one defenseman. But again, that's the AHL and the NHL. Pretty mediocre. Um, you know, Canuck fans, I, I kind of get sick of seeing Homer fans online saying like, oh, Asa Sautner would be a great seventh defenseman. Like, no, no, you've got to be setting the bar higher than that. Yes. That bar is too low. Can I remind people that we're the Vancouver Canucks? Now, I know we don't have that much of a storied history, but we're the Vancouver Canucks. We're in Canada. If that's how high the bar is for what we expect for our number five, number six defenseman, then you're clueless. You're not even thinking a, even bigger. Even a seventh defenseman. Come You're on. You're just not thinking big enough. 
okay i know we liked in the city to to over evaluate our players when it comes to how good they are chill okay chill these defensemen that we've talked about in the last 20 minutes they're kind of mediocre our whole defensive core is mediocre why are we doing this next one this is the point of the review man it's to realize how bad our defense to relieve some stress yeah, it's, re it's really just to relieve stress hey trevor man. don't say the obvious the two obvious things but name three things you do to relieve stress and don't name the first two i know i know exactly what you're thinking right now but you know what okay well i know i know what the obvious ones you're thinking of yeah. and they involve uh they involve vaseline and a lighter there you go awesome so, but you know what? I, I'd say like, I live pretty close to the beach, man. I'd say like going on a walk on the beach or just going for a run in general. That's a good stress reliever. There you go. Um, Trevor how about watching good hockey? Like sometimes the Canucks stress me out, but like when I sit down and watch a good hockey game, you know what? It actually kind of relieves some stress, man. It does. Yeah. And some, the third thing? Just chilling with you in the studio, man. Recording hey, silky and filthy. Okay, Always a good time. Here's okay, my here, That's my weekly okay, Wednesday therapy right okay, there. Okay, okay. Yo, walking is important. You know, I'm reading the Steve Jobs book, and he, he talks about... Well, not he, but the author of the book talks about how Steve Jobs went on a lot of walks. Now, Trevor, you know me. I go on a lot of walks, too. Not just with my dog, but, you know, I always ask the homies, let's, let's go for a walk. Am I comparing myself to Steve Jobs? Kind of. Kind of. You wear the same glasses as him, actually. Yeah, I know. I saw that now. I know. I noticed that too. There's a there's a guy that I actually work with who looks exactly like Steve Jobs. Shout out to Steve Jobs. Shout out to walks. Trevor just said it. Release some stress. Go on a walk. Life's tough, but it's not that tough. Yeah, man. We got it pretty good living here on the West Coast. Uh, and where all of y'all are listening from, I'm sure life is pretty good where you are too. And if it's not, give us a shout. And then yeah. come meet us in the studio. Just No, just give us a shout on the DMs. BC. We'll help you out. Yeah, no worries. We'll talk to you. We're here for you. We're masters. Trevor's getting married soon. This guy's experienced. By I'll see some things. By next year, he's going to be a master with a lot of things. So just slide in the DMs. We'll, we'll try helping you out. You know who else is a master? And we're going to go with the second last guy on the list here. It's Troy motherfucking Stetcher, man. Yeah, shout out to Troy Stetcher, dude from Richmond. Since he's, since he's been on the team, he's been good. He's been solid. Now, let me ask you this. Are we over-evaluating Troy Stetcher based on the fact that he plays for a for a subpar, very subpar defensive core. Like, he stands out. How good is he actually, based on what we're watching? I think that's a great question because you're right. The Canucks decor is pretty bad. But Stetcher's decision-making with the puck is, is I think it's top-notch, man. I think he's a solid top-four guy, even on a good team. Top-notch. Top-notch. You don't like the top-notch? It's hard for me to say top-notch. I feel like that's such a strong statement, you know? He's got look, a lot of work to do. If you look at the number of right shot defensemen in the league who are really good puck movers, it's realistically it's not a long list. Like there's maybe 50, 60 guys. And he's there. And he's there, in my opinion. You know, he's not he's not a guy that puts up the points. He's not a guy who is gonna light it up on the stat sheet, but he's just smart decision maker in his own zone. And like we said before, he's a tryhard. You know, he's only what, 5'9, five, 5'10 five, for his size. You know, I think he he handles bigger bodies really well. And it's actually Kind of surprising, man. But, you know, Troy Stetcher, when he's paired with Alex Edler, like, again, we talked about it before. If Alex Edler and Troy Stetcher are your second pairing and you have a bona fide top pairing in front of them, that's a pretty solid top four if Quinn Hughes hits that potential. So if Alex Edler and Troy Stetcher is your second pair, that's a good second pair. That's what you're trying to say. In my opinion, yeah, definitely. Interesting. I, I like Troy Stetcher. I've been speaking highly of him for a while. When he jumped into the league, he reminded me, and I'll say this very slowly, a poor man's Duncan Keith. This is tr how he tries hard, the way he skates. He's he's pretty good. That's the thing. He's yeah, pretty good. He's not the he's not the best skater, but just positionally, he's so good. Yeah, and his decision making spicy. with the puck, his head's always up on the play. You know, he's a, he's a very very smart hockey player. I know the term hockey IQ gets tossed around a lot, but Stetcher's got it in spades. I'll say this before we uh, move on from Troy Stetcher. We're only trying to do ninety seconds here. The Canucks yep. are a pretty soft team. Troy Stetcher is not is not the biggest guy on the team, but I, without a doubt, pound for pound, probably the toughest player on this team. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that one. Um, the last guy, I don't know if he's necessarily tough. I mean, he lost a ton of teeth against Toronto that one time. Like that was pretty scary. Um, but he's basically Sammy Salo 2.0, and that's Chris Tanev. Again, he's a guy that we Tanev's tough. 
should, yeah, he is I tough. think you should take no, that back. No, you're right. I should yeah. take that back. You're yeah. right. He's not tough in the sense that he's going to chuck the body around, but yeah. it takes a lot of abuse. Yeah. And you know, his it's, it's too bad that his career has been so injury riddled. Like he hasn't surpassed 55 games in the last three seasons. He's missed a ton of time. And realistically, the Canucks, they should have traded him two, three years ago when he was actually one of the best shutdown defensemen in the league. Yeah, Satir Shah, I think I'm announcing that right, or pronouncing that right, sorry. He did tweet out today that that his value is at an all-time low. So it's kind of important for the Canucks to hold on to him till till he has less than a year. Well, no years left on his contract going into the next, uh, the next deadline. So Chris Tanev... You know, I talked to my friends about Chris Tanev. They don't know what's so special about him. But when this guy's in the lineup and he's healthy, he's smart as fuck. He knows, what's, he knows what to do positionally. He knows what to do with the puck. He's a good player. Shout out to Chris Tanev. You get hurt a lot. But you, you're also playing on a bad team. And I think when you're playing on a bad team, you, the chances of you getting hurt a lot based on the fact that the puck's always in your zone boards are dumping it in you're the first one to get it you're getting smoked and in the defensive zone you're just blocking shots all the time because chris tanev is a tough motherfucker you're gonna get hurt i feel bad for him i really do yeah me too and i think ideally tanev should be on the third pairing i think you can't you can't be relying on him to play 22 23 minutes anymore you just can't do it wow Um, travis green had him playing over playing over 20 minutes this year i think you gotta have tanev on on a third pairing and maybe with a guy like Ben Hudden, or maybe it's even a guy like Ole Levy sometime later this year. Uh, he, does not, he just can't play heavy minutes anymore, and I think Travis Green is going to understand that. Hopefully, he's a pretty smart guy. Um, that, that brings us to the end, man. That's, that's, that's the defense, but wow. maybe let's get, into a, let's get into a couple different questions here. Oh, man, what are you, what are you talking about, man? It's just, News fest. It's ther- we, this is therapy, man. This is therapy for Canucks Is it fans. therapy? We just ran through the defenseman, and I, I've been loving hockey recently over the last month and a half. If you do the math, the Canucks have not played in a month and a half. So I guess I'm just liking what I'm seeing. Going through what the Canucks have on defense, there's so much work to be done. Holy shit. Like I said, Quinn Hughes does solve a lot of problems, but you need another top pairing guy. And those guys are not easy to find. Let me ask you one question. And I think this is one guy we didn't touch on because he didn't play any NHL games this year. Ole Ulevi. Like, are you a believer in Ole Ulevi? But I think more importantly, how does Ole Ulevi and his presence affect contracts for Edler and Hutton. Because you look at your left side, Hughes isn't going anywhere. Edler's probably resigning. And I think it's another reason why Ben Hutton might go. Because Ewa Levy was pretty good in Utica last year. I think he's only going to get better. I know the injuries have slowed him. But the potential is there for him to play NHL games as soon as next year, if not the year afterwards. So if that's the case, why are you signing Ben Hutton or Alex Edler on three, four-year deals if that happens? Because you Levy hasn't played a game yet. And they they probably want to be a bit more proactive about what they're gonna do with their, their unit going forward. Now you mentioned Hutton and Edler, and I mentioned that I don't really care that much about both of them. With only you Levy, we just gotta see this guy play. We really do. He had a pretty good start to last year in the AHL according to what the stats are telling you, and then he got hurt. And it sucked because we were excited to see new faces in our back end. Think about this. The Canuck fans got excited watching Luke Shen play. That is That just says everything about the state of our defensive unit here in Vancouver. It's bullshit. Oli Ulevi. I want to see you play. I want to see you be healthy. I don't see this guy making the the team out of camp no there's no way he hasn't played no way. N- hasn't played enough time in the ahl like he'd absolutely have to blow management socks off and honestly he's just not that's not his style of play he's what's pretty- benning doing here what is he doing that's what has the, that's what the has million he been dollar doing? question man this is this is what happens when you praise breeze by for this long for this long come on this is our defensive unit. Let's go. Let's change it up. We got work to do. Kyle's getting feisty, man. We're like looking it. at we're looking at these wildcard teams doing big things in the playoffs, which is which is kind of blinding, if you ask me. This might just be an an, an, an what's the word anomaly. anomaly. Yeah, that, anomaly. that's what this could be. This year's playoffs. It, it's not going to happen every year. I'm sorry. You don't think teams like Toronto, Tampa Bay, are, are beating themselves up? For, for what's happening, for, for who's about to make the, the conference finals. I mean, we got Carolina. We might have the Avalanche make it there. 
this year is one this year is one of these those years where where these teams who made the the wild card made it far with average defense units the canucks got a lot of work to be done i don't think this happens next year let's not look at the playoffs this year and think our work is is close to being done here in vancouver you went over the defenseman we did we talked about it a lot of work to be done well i think there's a couple teams you got to look at that are in the conference finals i mean you know st louis their defense is really good man they got petrangelo pranko both those guys are studs vince dunn is great and they got some other good role players too but carolina man carolina's defense is one of the best in the league and i think it's in my opinion, the number one reason why they have made it to the conference finals. Jakob yes. Slavin, Brett Pesci, Justin Falk, and Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton. That is a solid top four. Calvin man. DeHaan. Exactly. You know, Trevor Van Riems, like that they have a solid defensive and, core, man. And I did I did mention earlier that we're looking at wildcard teams making a deep run and most of them don't have good defensive units. Blah blah blah. We're not even close to what Carolina has. Now, Carolina on paper going into the year, if, if you knew these players, like you, you could look at that decor and kind of compare it to, to a decor that's that's sim- similar to like Calgary, oh, you know, yeah, unproven. Same, yeah. yeah. And, and they've kind of proven themselves. Slavin's had a very good start. I think DeHaan's a perfect player to have in, in your in your second and third pairing. He gets the job done. They're doing the right things. And, and if you compare our defensive core to, to Carolina's, we're just, I feel like we're four or five years away from having that. I really do, man. I really do. Based on who we have and projections, we're looking at Quinn Hughes and Troy Stetcher. No, you're, you're completely right. And I and, do. And th- that's I, everything. I think you got to include U Levy in there. I'm still a pretty big and believer maybe in U Levy. And, and whoever they draft this year, yeah. I think, um, you know, maybe we'll get into the draft a little bit more. But, you know, there are some pieces there. And I mean, it's it does take six guys. I don't think you can discount, you know, Edler Tanev can't play on your top pair but they're fine as like a second, third pairing defenseman. I think that's fine for the next couple years, but you're right. You need to keep drafting. Oh, come on, man. Really? Like, got to get move on. Like the next couple years, I don't know if I want both of them on this team for the next couple years. I think we need to open up spots and be really, really more proactive with what we're going to do with our defensive unit going into next year and the year after. I, I, I need change, yo. I need I, something else. You know, I agree. I think if Ed, that Edler rumor about him going to Calgary for all, Oliver Shillington... You know, like when when management asked Eller to wave on the last day, and I know Tambier brought it up a couple weeks ago on Silky and Filthy, that was such a dumb decision, man. Like if if you actually, like I don't know why they didn't at least explore a trade for Edler, and then they, they got that done it earlier. Oh, but like this months is this earlier. is Jim Benning. This is this is this management group. Okay, this is what it is, man. But my point is, this I, is what I, it I, guess, is. I guess here's my point with these guys. Look, Tanev. Like you said, Satshaw said it before, you're not getting a lot for Tanev. Like, you, you're maybe getting a third-round pick. Is it better just to keep Tanev? I don't know, man. It It is better Edler to keep... Career, it, Edler it also is. had a career-best season, too. It is. The thing with Edler, it's completely different. This guy doesn't have a contract. I'm still not certain that we're going to sign this guy. I don't care if this guy likes Vancouver. I just don't think Jim Benning and him are completely on the same page i mean you talked about the years the term having to be shorter edler's probably like what why i just had my best year ever edler's gonna one cave, second best man. year i don't think he wants to leave it why hasn't he caved yet the number should be there we kind of know our cap situation i i don't know jim benning i just don't trust the guy why are we going down this can we talk about something happy okay before how about- we go back into the canucks Oh, you want to talk about someone happy? How about, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I had a couple other Canuck things to talk about. Do you, do you have someone happy on your mind, man? Okay, can we, can I ask you one question? Sure. Before we move on to more Canuck talk? Sure. Go for it, man. Trevor's getting married next week. We've mentioned this many times. Trevor, favorite romantic movie? Wow, that's a, that's a good question, man. And keep in mind, this is a judge-free zone. Who cares if you like, quote-unquote, chick flicks? Man. Who cares if you like a nice romantic movie? Love is beautiful. I'm trying to think, man. I I can't say I watch a ton of romantic movies. I haven't had to do that with Hannah too much. Yeah. Usually when I, I watch a movie with Hannah and I cage one of her movies, it's Disney movies. Because the, awesome. the whole running gag is that I, haven't, I never watched Disney movies as a kid. No way. Why? I'll just, I don't know, man. I was too busy watching hockey, did, did I guess. Did your parents hate you? Maybe. Are you serious? <laughs> How many I watched d- some Disney movies. Like, name them. Name them. Like, I saw, like, Cinderella and Peter Pan. You didn't watch Dalmatian. You watched The Lion King, right? Yeah, I saw The Lion King. As a kid or like later in no, your no, life? No, no, as, as a kid. Hercules? 
Don't think I ever saw Hercules, no. Okay, so how about movies like The Incredibles and stuff? Oh, The Incredibles is different. That's, that's a, Pixar. A Bug's man. Life? Hey, Pixar I never and watched, Disney. I never watched The, the Bug's thing. Life, no. Speak, like, Pixar and Disney are very similar, dude. D- yeah, Disney true. bought Pixar, so... You know, I've been, oh, reading that, I've been reading that Steve Jobs book. If you guys don't know, Steve Jobs, big part in Pixar. He saved Pixar. Toy Story 3, the first animated movie of its of its time. Wow, that's... Not even... to- sorry, did I say Toy Story 3? I'm talking about Toy Story in general. Steve Jobs, big part of that. Pixar, shout out Disney. Did you watch Toy Story? Yeah, I watched Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not good. Toy Story 3. You didn't Toy watch Story. Toy Story 3? No. Toy Story 3 was an amazing movie. Is it, a, is it a romantic movie? Should I watch it's, it? It's not romantic. Romance? But is it really could, sad? It, it, yo, it's scary. It's scary. Because at the end, it kind of looks like they're going to die. And, and imagine if they did that. Some Game of Thrones shit. Like, all the characters died. I love that, man. That'd be awesome. Wow. Uh, now they're making a fourth one. And, it, and it's pissing me off. And why, they rise from the dead. <laughs> why, 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 why would you make a fourth one if the third one is so good? It's kind of because it's gonna make the money, man. So you don't got a you don't got a romantic. You know movie. what? I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know if these are romantic movies or more just like chick flicks. But there's a couple that I saw probably too many times as a kid, and two that come to mind are, are Freaky Friday and Bend It Like Beckham. Are they, are they romantic or are they just more like chick flicks? They're not even, dude. They're neither. Freaky Friday, Bend It Like Beckham. They're just like some family movies, something you'd watch on Family Channel. Trevor, man. No got, romantic movies. Like, I've watched The Notebook. I don't know. The Notebook's good. Was The Notebook it's good? Okay. I, I it's okay. I've long. never seen The Notebook. I mean, Rachel McAdams, is she's a babe. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, I, I, you hey, know, Ryan I think... Gosling, good looking dude, too. They, these, that was just a good movie, I guess. I've never watched yeah. it, but you got a good couple there. Yeah, yeah. And they I'm sold it. They had that big kiss thing, I've right? Watched, I've watched Love Actually a couple times with Hannah. I mean, love Action? Love Actually. It's like there's like five or six different love stories going on at once. Wow. So, you know, it keeps keeps you kind of interested, I guess. Which one was the, the best? The only one I remember was the dude from The Walking Dead. It was in like one and he like, I don't know, he... He kind of stalked this girl and had these like fucking whoa, words whoa, on like it was kind of weird. Whoa, whoa. It was kind of weird, man. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> all, all I'm thinking of like this hero from The Walking Dead, and it's and he's like holding up these like signs to a girl's window. Uh, I don't know. He got he got the girl oh, at the end of the day. So it all that's out. a romantic move. Now we'll get into some more Canuck talk, but I want to kind of circle back on that note to to the whole the whole thing about Trevor calling Hannah to get that first official date at White Spot. That move when you're outside the girl's window with the with the boombox, I've never done it, but I'm assuming that works. Right? Am I right? That probably works. Yeah, I would think so. You're yeah. scoring a date. I've never sure. done that before. I, I wouldn't do it because I got a bad throw. <laughs> I, I'm not that accurate with my throw. Right. I'm not sure if if I have the nice the nice music to play too for that scenario like, i wouldn't know if I, I could bang bang it you know that you need to pick the perfect song also i don't got a boombox you can't just be carrying out like a beats pill on your shoulder you I, know what, what, what do you think kids these ages like just use their phone of course or they just send they, they just send the song through whatsapp yeah, yeah. look outside your window the boombox the, the boombox at the window is dead everyone is dead Rome, it's done okay favorite love song Romantic song. Man, that's a, you're putting me on the spot here, man. A favorite I romantic am. song? Love is in the air, baby. Oh, man. Ugh, shit, that's a hard one, man. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I think of the Beatles or Led Zeppelin. I don't think anything. Like, Love Me Do by the Beatles is the first time. How does of it go? Time. Love, love me do. You know I love you. Love you. I'll always be true. Be true. So please, what? love me, do. do oh wow, yeah. that's how you end, that's ends the cool. hook. Yeah, that goes right to the harmonica. It's like love me. Wow. I really wow, messed with that song wow. Romeo and Juliet by Trippy Red. You should listen to it. I'm, I'm done, not gonna man. sing it for you though. Yeah, maybe play at the end of this episode, man. I'll get me into it. Okay, it's, it's the wedding episode. There we go, man. This okay. is the wedding episode, man. And um, so I wanted to ask you maybe one more Canuck question. We said we yeah, circle back to this. Let's do it. PK Subban to the Canucks, man. W- would you be down? And what do you think the odds are? I, they're not high. No, they're Yo, not The high. Canucks don't have anything to trade. Can we look at this the right way, the logical way? We're talking about a team that finishes at the bottom of the standings all the time. We still don't have a surplus of draft picks or assets to trade. We cannot get P.K. Subban. I'm sorry. 
we are just looking at the quote-unquote free players the ones that hit free agency we cannot make trades we can't make trades come on what we have nothing one, what was that one trade in, in 2016 that benning was gonna swing for suban was it trading the fifth Horvat and pick? i think it was horvat and the fifth oh man i could be wrong yeah, but like, i don't think i am i, I know suban was with montreal then but man the, the idea of benning trading with david poyle scares the living shit out of me Holy <laughs> oh man dude he would take all our draft picks he'd take Pedersen, man he'd take everyone man he'd probably like take half the canucks equipment man they'd be playing with lacrosse sticks and and skirts or something man unbelievable jim benning just don't trust the dude man just don't trust the dude at all i think i saw a tweet from uh local canuck legendary twitter fan i don't even know if i can call this guy a fan he is a fan he cares a lot taj no, he, he'd be he'd be cheering he's, he's, a, fan. he's, he's a, fan. a fan for sure and, and he brought up uh he brought up how benning's best acu acquisitions were like leipzig levo granlin berchi and, and that's true and when it comes to pro scouting and, and what his team has done we're talking about those players it's absolutely sad this guy's not going to be able to pull a pull a trade off for a good player and i said it many times we don't have assets we don't have assets this is the summer for all those teams that have like 10 or 11 draft picks and, and a cupboard full of prospects prospects that you don't need because when you're letting go of a prospect you don't really need that prospect you know but 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 he looks good and he sounds good so he can so he's an asset we don't have those yeah and this is why i'm so heavy about the canucks chasing eric carlson because you're right they don't have the assets to make a trade if they're gonna improve the defense i and again you know trade scared the hell to me and jim betting on july 1st we've talked about it many times how scary that is that's scary than watching ted bundy alone in your basement man oh that's, that's man. very scary oh but man eric carlson man if he has any interest in coming from vancouver throw him the, all the money throw man. him the check throw him I, everything people are scared of the injuries and i i do get it i do really get it but i am sorry we went over our defense core let's get eric carlson we went over the fact that we don't have assets let's get eric carlson eric carlson on one leg is better than 90% of our defenseman right now. Quinn Hughes is probably better the only than 100% better... of our defenseman. Okay, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. We need to we need to be a player in free agency to round out this lineup and I'm scared of that. I I really am scared of that. We don't got assets. We're going to have to be a player if we want to get some new players on this team in the offseason, July 1st. I'm scared. Jim Benning July 1st. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a scary thought, and like I said, it's. I think it's honestly, it's Eric Carlson or the draft because I don't really see the Canucks making a Please deal. No. For and a we shouldn't, and we shouldn't. I we shouldn't. Honestly, if it's not the draft, if if it's not free agency. Well, let's clarify that Jim Benning shouldn't because he hasn't proven to be you know very astute with his trading. But I right. saw. Okay, so if you're in Vancouver right now, you see a lot of things coming up around the names. Tyler Myers and Jake Gardner. Who cares about both of them? When it comes to them hitting the open market and Jim Benning making the contract up, we really gotta be be scared. I'm telling you, we gotta be scared. Now I saw some things about Jake Gardner being the 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 option number one for the Canucks. What's your thoughts on that? Because I got thoughts. Oh God, man! It's, I hope they stay far, far away from Jake Gardner. I. Where, where does he fit on this defense, Where man? does he fit? And I don't care if the metrics look good, if, if the fancy stats look good, if he, if he makes a good first pass. There's intangibles that, that don't go on those stat sheets, right? This guy cannot play in the playoffs. He cannot play in big games. I don't care what anyone says. I know I'm being harsh on him, but if he can't do it in Toronto, he cannot do it in Vancouver. He cannot do it in Vancouver. Now, Rick Dollywall, after Boston eliminated Toronto, he mentioned that Jay Garner doesn't really want to sign with the Canadian team. Yo, I do not want Jay Gardner. I don't want him close to this team. I don't want a guy like that. I don't want a guy like yeah. that. I also don't want Tyler Myers at seven years at eight million per. And it's all the price, right? I don't I don't want to hate too much on Jay Gardner and Tyler Myers. I think in limited roles they're okay, but for the money they're gonna command on the market, not worth it, man. It's it's to me it's Eric Carlson or bust. It's Eric Carlson or bust. Trevor, you're right. It's Eric Carlson or bust. And I guess when we get closer to free agency, we'll 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 dive deep into who else is on that list tier four tier five players i guess we should not be looking at anyone else you're right and I, I think the only other hope is the draft man so maybe i'll make a little draft prediction about the coup the canucks are going to get at number 10 but before we do that man we like to show a little love to canadia and you know what we got to run an ad because that's the only way 
and we make a couple bucks. I got a wedding to pay for. Facts. So listen to this ad and we'll be back on the other side. Each day, a busy beaver can shift 10 times its own body weight. Alrighty then. I grew up in Canada. I have not been around someone who wasn't high on pot for the past 15 years. Nancy, please don't trip on me, baby, okay? Did we get her done? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Do I look Canadian? We did it because we love our country and not for any other reason, no other reason. They can throw the money uh, for the pension fund out the window. They can throw anything they want out the window. We came because we love Canada. We are recording in beautiful Canada. Some like to call it Canadia. We a. make fun of that. A. And I want to show a little bit of love, A, to Ricky Ray from the Canadian Football League. So this guy just retired at 39 years old, had an incredibly scary neck injury two weeks into the season last year. I believe he almost broke his neck, but he, he basically had a like a terrible strain and you know missed the entire season. But this guy was one of the best quarterbacks in Canadian Football League history. He had a brief stint with the Oakland Raiders back in uh, the early 2000s. I remember I had Madden 2005 back when I was younger, and Ricky Ray was on that game. 2005, he was yeah, on that. Yeah, really? Madden 2005. That's when he had a little stint <laughs> in the NFL. But well, he just he just went there to. Uh, yeah, I think it was a backup out. or a third string okay, cool. uh, for the the Raiders, I believe. Um, but anyways, he ended up coming to the CFL and again, one of the most distinguished CFL players of all time. He won great cups in two different cities, brought the Toronto Argonauts to the Grey Cup in 2017. They had a pretty terrible regular season, but you know, this guy is just electric. Uh, electric. The, best, the best completion percentage in the CFL of all time. He was a horse out there, an absolute legend. He just, he threaded the ball like a granny knitting a sweater. Woo. You know, just want to show some love to Ricky Ray here on Meanwhile in Canada, retiring from the CFL after a very distinguished career. So congrats to Ricky Ray. We're talking about the CFL on this program. Uh, a lot of people don't give a fuck about the CFL, including myself, Kyle Bowen. I know Trevor's a yeah, big Yeah, you hate kid. the CFL. I, I don't. I think hate is a strong word. I can't watch it. I can't stand it. It's not for me. It's okay, though, because I got to respect what the CFL is. And I think the CFL this year, well, this summer had, well, this offseason, I'm sorry, had, had a very good offseason because... We saw the Alliance Football League, a, a league that the CFL was supposed to be scared of, right? This league was going to be one of those leagues who steals the players that go up to Canada to play, and it folded. Hilarious, man. The, the CFL <laughs> has longevity. It's an actual business. Yeah, over 100 years. I think and, the 103rd and it, Great Cup was last year. You'll get your checks. The credibility is there with the CFL as far as how it's run as a business. Do I think it needs to, to market better? Yeah, who knows? I don't know much about the, the whole business behind the CFL. But Ricky Ray, he's been on my TV screen for, for a decade and a half. If you're from the Pacific coast of Canada, I remember him on the, the, the Edmonton Eskimos. And there's like seven or fucking four teams in the CFL. So Edmonton always plays BC. Ricky Ray, man, if you're playing football for that long, you're, you're a tough son of a gun. So shout out to a good career for you ricky ray i do want to touch on another story that i kind of want to read on read, read more about i'm sorry it's about canada dumping some garbage in the ocean close to the philippines and the philippines were like we're gonna declare war on you now i'm not sure if that's like garbage wars yeah it's, <laughs> like, it's like storage wars yeah. but more threatening and less entertaining so what they're gonna like pick up all the garbage just drop it right on the coast of victoria or something i don't know but you know what you don't i don't you don't watch game of thrones but they have those like catapults Oh. I think they're gonna have like catapults and just like fire balls of flaming garbage at us. I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen. We're pretty close to the ocean, man. We should be a little bit nervous right now. Do better, Canada. Now I know that there's a lot of garbage in this world, and, and who knows where it goes. I guess Canada thought it was okay to just leave it there, you know, just drop it off there. Nobody's gonna find out. Who knows how how the structure works with with garbage disposal worldwide? But Canada, do better, okay? Do better. Yeah, so don't we, be littering so and we, get, get caught. I hate I hate people who litter. You know that, Trevor? I just hate it. Last week, I saw a dude litter. He literally ate a chocolate bar in one bite and chucked the wrapper on the ground. And for some reason, and maybe I shouldn't have done this, I felt so disgusted that I, I, that I gave him a dirty look. And he called me out on it. He called me out twice. And then he reached. He put his hands in his pants. I thought he was going to pull something out. I just drove off. Probably just pulled up some more litter to throw on the ground. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Just don't litter. Keep the world clean, okay, Canada? Set the example. The Philippines, they want to declare war on us because we threw some garbage on there. Again, this could be like some garbage war. We're not talking about guns and shit. 
but just do better canada don't litter shout out to ricky ray how are we gonna end this episode on some canuck talk man well you wanted to talk about the draft and uh i guess i should throw out a prediction for number 10 um you know we were talking about the defense law in this episode when i hopped on canucks convo with chris faber uh he talked about victor soderstrom as an option for the canucks number 10 right shot defenseman you know smooth skating player i just have a feeling that he's not as high a ceiling of a player as the canucks want i think they're my personal guess is that they're going to be a little bit scared from the U Levy situation. They picked a player in U Levy who seemed like a safe bet to be a top four guy, and he didn't have the highest ceiling. Now, U Levy, I think, will probably be a top four guy in the NHL. He'll probably be a good second pairing guy. Victor Soderstrom, do they do they take a chance on him and you know put him with Quinn Hughes, maybe? I don't know. I don't really see Victor Soderstrom coming to the Canucks. That's my guess. If I'm going to throw out a guess, I feel like the Canucks do something to surprise us. I think the last couple of years, we've been pretty surprised at the draft. I think in 2017, a lot of us were thinking Cody Glass is going to the Canucks. 2018, a lot of us were thinking, you know, not Quinn Hughes. We were thinking somebody else. I can't yeah. even remember. I think... Uh, like Noah Dobson. Yeah, like a Dobson or a Bouchard or something like yeah. that, right? Uh, no one expected Hughes to fall that far. This year, I know everyone's talking about Matthew Boldy. I think they should pick Boldy. You know, rest in peace, Bosford. If he, if he gets there. Again, Bol- I, I, like, I really like both Boldy and Caulfield. I wonder if either of them get to 10 at this rate. I think their their stock is climbing. Well, it really depends on what happens at the top of the draft. Everyone's saying that after the top three, because Bowen Byram has made, made that conversation regarding who's going to go in the top three, it, it's really a crapshoot. We, we may have a chance at one of those guys, Caulfield or Boldy. Here's my thing, though, and, and this is the biggest question. A lot of people did frown when, when we got... When we got ousted in the draft lottery once again, we dropped to number 10. But this is why Jim Benning was brought here, right? And this is why all these Jim Benning lovers love Jim Benning because he's so good at drafting. If that's the case, shouldn't we feel confident about drafting number 10? Because we got this mega scout in Jim Benning? I think we should feel safe about it. But at the same time, I there's some players that scare me, man. And one player who I might... I think the Canucks might go after is Arthur Kaley of Hamilton Bulldogs. Wow. There's only two guys under 18 in the C- in CHL history who have scored more than 50 goals. I should say, sorry, not CHL history. In the last 10 years, only two guys under 18 who have scored more than 50 goals. They're Jeff Skinner and Alex Dabrinkit. Both really solid players. So Arthur Kaley, you know, you think he has a high ceiling, but he's got some warts in his game. But I think if the Canucks aren't going, out, going to go after a defenseman, they need to target a winger to play with Horvat. Or an N. Pedersen. I don't see Jim Benning making a move with a younger type of player in this draft based on development and based on the fact that we kind of need this player to be in our lineup. Either it's a stretch to say out of training cap, but at some point, maybe next year. Um, we've seen us bring players in at the end of the year. We need to see it. That's how Jim Benning likes to do things. And I, I think to save his job going into the last year of his deal, that that's what needs to happen. Uh, that's a that's another scary thing too, eh? We're really having Jim hey. Benning at the end of his year. Going into a, the biggest draft and going into free agency. Scary times for our city. Scary times for our city, but exciting times for me, man. Because guess what? I'm getting married in a few days, man. Getting so... married. One more question. One more question, okay, man. Okay, okay. Let me think I'm of it on the it. spot. Let me, let me think of it on the spot, okay? Okay, quickly. Are you going to cry? I don't think so, no. No. I'm not much of a cryer. I'm not going to cry. No. I might. Two. You never know. I think some guys, the guys who are like the toughest might be the criers. And, you know, I'm not the toughest guy, though, so I don't think I'm going to cry. I don't think it's a tough thing, too. I think it's just a beautiful moment. And sometimes you get caught up in the moment yeah, and, and, and things may happen. It's yeah, possible, it's going to be in beautiful Revelstoke. Uh, let, me, let me ask you that. Why why Revelstoke? Tell, tell the viewers. Revelstoke, BC. So for those who have never heard of Revelstoke, it's to me, it's the gateway to the Rocky Mountains. You're driving along Highway 1, a highway that stretches across all of Canada. And you hit Revelstoke, and after that, it's all Rocky Mountains, and it's it's a beautiful spot. Uh, my fiance's best friend lived there for a few years, so we just spent a lot of time going up there. You know, sometimes on the Friday night, we would get off work at five. We'd bond, we'd drive for six hours to Revelstoke, get there at you know eleven o'clock midnight. Uh, we'd chill for a bit. Next day, we'd do some skiing, snowboarding. We'd party Saturday night, and then Sunday we'd uh, suck up the drive home. Now we've had a lot of good times up in Revelstoke, man. So you know, holds a place dear in our heart, and. We just want to show off the best of BC to everyone coming to town. We got people coming from Australia, hey. Ontario. Hey. 
That was the big ones I could think of off the top. Had Ireland. <laughs> they got some coming from Ireland. We too. got people coming from Langley. Yeah, Burnaby. Abbotsford. We got uh, White Rock. Unbelievable, man. I, I, I guess the last question I got you is, are there going to be any females at this wedding who are looking for a, a fine Fijian man who likes to talk to be their man? You know what? I'll say this. I say over half the girls are, are taken, but yeah. there's this under half that are not taken. I'll say this. At the age that we're at, 25, 26, a lot of girls are going to be taken. That's what I got myself into, okay? And I respect that. I ain't going to play no play no games. I'm not trying to be a homewrecker. But if, hey, if anyone's going to Trevor, Trevor Beggs' wedding, any female's going to Trevor Beggs' wedding in Revelstoke, and you need a, you need a man... Trevor, tell them. Tell them about me, man. I mean, if anyone's getting laid at this wedding, it's Flower <laughs> Man Bowen. There Flower we go. Flower Man Bowen. Yo, Trevor Beggs, congratulations, man. So happy for you and Hannah. Beautiful couple. Uh, the listeners will not have a... They won't have a chance. We're not going to let you let you meet the, the beautiful Hannah. You guys got something great going on. I mean, Revelstoke's not the biggest town, man. If anyone, anyone's up there on May Long Weekend, they'll probably find us. Hey, fair enough. Best of luck, though, with everything. Y'all deserve to be happy. Y'all deserve to, to be, do great things together, man. Power nice. couple, straight up. There we go, man. And I'm excited to see you there. But until then, next time I'm on Still Getting Filthy, I will be a married, a married man. man. Woohoo! Married man. There we go. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Still Getting Filthy. We covered a lot. Lots of wedding. Lots of Canucks. We're getting out of here. So long, you filthy bastards. Hey, no, don't play me, no. Yeah, no, don't play me, no.